0: So do you remember how last episode I said I'd be talking about my experience in Bali? Well, change of plans. What's been unfolding for me in the last week is the power of meditation. And so twofold, it's to, well, if one person is thinking about it, then many are thinking about it and the fact that I've had a lot of people come into my world and it's been what's been the conversation that seems to be most impactful. I follow those signs. I follow those nudges. And there's also another part of it. And meditation on my journey of natural healing came before my trip to Bali, so it works chronologically as well. So here we go. At a time where i had already start to set myself goals i've referenced my first proper mentor and one of the things he taught me was having these big dreams and having goals and something that i'd never really had i'd dabbled in a really minor way but nothing that had created any real results and one of the things that i put when i did this dream journal process was around my personal my personal well-being how i held myself personally and the impact with my family was i was sick of being an angry dad i was sick of being in physical pain and i was sick of just being um, unable to focus and stay on track really the biggest one though was the ability to stay calm like i was an angry dad and i, I was over it and so this is a story of how meditation found me, and it found me in a bar. And I love the magic of the universe, or the, the playfulness of God. I wouldn't have found it any other way except the way that I found it. I believe. So I just played golf. We were going to the local. Uh, this golf club didn't have a bar, but there was a bowling club just up the road that did. So we went there for a beer. And for whatever reason, I was drawn to the secondhand bookstore in in the corner of the bar. Now, I wasn't a big reader at school. I wasn't a big reader for most of my life, but when I found personal growth and I started my journey, I started to read again. And actually thinking about it now, I did read when I was younger, but I stopped somewhere in my teens where I became quite active, <laughs> probably around the time I started sleeping in. I used to read in the mornings waiting for everyone else to wake up. And then I went over to this this bookstore and I just flicked through the books and looking for a sport book, which is what I usually do, but also being open to to whatever other gems might be out there because I'd read some books in the previous year or two that I had never imagined I would have read and that had such a positive impact. The one that comes to mind was the book, You Were Born Rich, which was around wealth, but one of the first chapters, might have even been the first chapter, It was the chapter titled Let God and Let Sorry Let Go and Let God. And the author, Bob Proctor, said, Listen to this chapter as many times as it takes before the message sinks in. And so I did. And it was a concept that I wasn't that familiar with, but it was basically what I know now was create these goals, get really detailed about them, but then you have to let go and you need to let God take care of the rest. Now, whether you believe in a God, and he said this in the book, or whether you believe in a higher power, or whether you're just going to believe that things will unfold however they need to unfold, but being able to let go and allow things to unfold as they will was the key message. So in this bar, looking for whatever might present, as I'd let go and let God, I noticed two books. Now, one of them I never read and I've since given away. The other one was – they were both sport books. The other one was a book from a coach in Australia here, an AFL coach, who was getting the really maximum out of his teams with not necessarily the same talent that other teams had in the uh, competition. And it was also well publicized that they used unique methods, not just – In coaching but maybe some of the personal stuff and some of the players in particular who I saw as quirky and they were almost advertised such a way saying that they had these different methods that perhaps others didn't use and I knew that and I was open to that because I was at that point looking for answers and so this guy Paul Ruse many of you would be familiar with now what I didn't notice at the time when I picked up up this book was it was co-authored by his wife Tammy so this book grabbed me from the very first, the, the forward when it was an excerpt from a piece, and it was uh, uh, talking about living like an athlete. Now, at a time where I was starting to explore getting my confidence back or finding confidence for the first time, it was talking about athletes walk tall. They're not afraid to talk about their successes. They're also not afraid to have the tough conversations. They're open to constructive criticism, but they stand in their, in their light. They stand in their power and they stand in their strength. They encourage each other. And like I said, they have those tough conversations. Now, that didn't happen in corporate in those days. And many places are still not happening now. But that from that moment, I'm like, actually, I'm going to bring more of this to, to my life and to, to me as a manager, as a leader in, in corporate. And I was hooked, right? So I read this book and then... Maybe halfway through, we get into chapters written by uh, Paul's wife, Tammy, and she talked about a number of things, more of the um, conscious sort of work, and specifically meditation. She referenced a story where she she connected in meditation to, um, I think it was her grandfather was, was really unwell, and she connected to this ancestor, Native American, I'm sure it was, and... Like I'm intrigued because I've had a fascination in this from an early uh, from a young age, that a fascination in the supernatural, the unknown, the the what could be. And so I'm oh, in, and then she starts talking about meditation and how the impact that it was having for these people, and she's like, Oh, I need to be teaching this meditation and and how she went on this journey to help people and, and the impact it was having. And some of the players in the team, the Sydney Swans team at the time, were using this meditation and they were getting the absolute maximum out of their ability. So I thought, I'm going to try this. I'll start meditating. Had to find me that way. Had to find me through sport and in a way that I would understand it, and it did. And then I heard another sportsman talk about it. And after I'd already done a bit of meditation and he said, I don't know what it is, but the days when I don't meditate, I notice the difference. So I make it part of my daily routine. Now, I hadn't made it a daily routine, but I noticed an interesting thing. The days that I meditated... I was able to stay a calm parent. Not 100%, and I didn't always get it perfect, but the days when I didn't meditate, I was so much more snappy, irritable, quick to temper, all of those things. Okay, this is is good. This is working. I need to make meditation a really big part of my life. And, of course, what happens next is you try meditation and you're like, this doesn't work. I can't clear my mind. I can't relax, and it's because a lot of the information out there around meditation is just not helpful. It's talking about where maybe you want to get down the track, but when you're starting out, it's not helpful. So over the time of my own journey to work out what worked best for me, learning lots about different meditation, then taking people on guided meditations and then finding what worked for different people, it's often tied to our external personality, that we best receive, particularly when we're starting out internally. So if you're more visual externally, you'll be more visual in meditation. If you're more sensory, it's going to be more about feeling. You won't see anything, but the more you can focus on the feeling and the more you can focus on not resisting whatever you're feeling and allow things just to unfold. This is concept concept we have to clear our head. So that builds resistance. We try and push these things out. What does that do? It creates more resistance and it creates more of the thoughts we are trying to, in inverted commas, remove. So instead, learning that it's about allowing everything in, allowing your feelings, allowing your thoughts, allowing yourself to experience the fullness of the human sensory experience. And so that's why I help people with now. I help people to find that calm, to find more of that focus. And at a deeper level now, I help them to release that grief that has been holding them back for most people for all of their life. It's life-changing. And I'm also inspired by one of the programs that I ran this week where one of the people on there, and I'm going to play the audio clip in a minute, it's the first time he'd meditated in the the first two weeks of the program he was in. The Freedom Programme. And he, which you're going to hear from in a minute, he explained how, well, actually, I'll play the audio now. Um, I'll leave that for the end of the episode. Just know next episode that I will be uh, actually will be an actual meditation to help you release some of that grief. So it'll be straight in to so making sure you when you listen to that one, you're actually in a relaxed place and um, the starting maybe of your journey into meditation. For those who have already made it part of your practice, it will be a strengthening of your ability in that space. Um, so I look forward to sharing that with you next episode. For now, I'll leave this episode with the recording from my new client and uh, also there's a little bit of me in there having a good laugh too. So enjoy and I'll see you next time. I've never done meditation before. Um And in the last two sessions, I think the, and the last two sort of exercises have just, you know, you just free your mind. And the second time, which was just now was like, this feels really fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a drug man. (laughs) And, you know, you read about it, you hear about it. And you have your own opinion about it. But once you do it, far out. That was cool. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grief Code podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too. If you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief, let's chat. Email me at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com.